This is Three Valleys Radio. The heart is a bloom Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room And it's time for another of our In Conversation series. In this town You're out of luck Each week we catch up with a present or former Yobotown player or a celebrity fan to discuss their life within the sport. And we catch up with a bit of their favourite music as well. Tonight, we're delighted to welcome to the show Mr. Owen Pickard, yet another of the 1996 ISIS League winning team to join us here on Three Valleys Radio. Even if that doesn't ring true, you've been all over, and it's been all over you. It's a beautiful day to Right, well, good evening. Welcome to the show. Good evening, Owen. How are you? Good evening. Yeah, very well, thank you. Yeah, just uh, getting on with things at the moment, obviously, like everybody else. So, so yeah, not good. too bad, thank you. Good. Well, it's, it's nice to, to, to uh, touch base with you. Um, uh, basically, a proper West, West Country boy, born in Barnstable in 1969, yeah? Yes, correct. Yeah, I've got, I've got my Wikipedia here, mate, which doesn't tell me a lot. <laughs> a long <but> time ago. <laughs> it doesn't tell me a lot, but it tells me a little bit. So, uh, yeah. So, what are you, you know, I always ask this question to everybody, really, but what, what are your first memories of football when you, you know, when you first kicked a ball when you were, I don't know, six, seven, whatever t- age you started? Well, I, I guess when I started to, to really enjoy football initially was that. Uh, when um, Liverpool had the likes of Kenny Dalglish playing and they were um, consistent in Europe but I loved Kenny Dalglish as a player and just generally football was in my family my uh, granddad played um, he his brother also played for, for Brentford and Bristol Rovers sorry Bradford and Bristol Rovers Yeah. so it's been in the family and I think I was just encouraged to do it and, and I just loved it from then on it's a pity, really, that your education was sadly lacking when you start talking about Liverpool and Kenny Dalglish, <laughs> though, really, isn't it? But uh, never mind, well, we'll, we'll let I you off. I didn't say I supported them. Ah, oh, good. I'm glad about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad about that because I support the other red side, so uh, from down the road a little bit, you know. Okay, uh, United then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, always have since 1957. So that'll give you some idea. I'm not a fly uh, well, well, that's quite a while. Yeah, yeah, quite a while, isn't it? So, uh, but I mean, what, what was your first? What was your first team there, Owen? Can you remember? Well, I'd say really just enjoyed watching Liverpool because they were winning. I was at, you know, when you're younger, you're at that age. Yeah, and the team that's winning the most, you tend to follow. And I did follow Liverpool when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but but when I started playing football myself seriously, I didn't I didn't support anyone. I just just followed football in general. So, and and yeah, who did you who did you start playing for? You know, as as a youth. Um, as a youth, um, we had a, a team called Red Star Belgrade in oh, yeah. Barnstable. Must have been a long way to travel. (laughs) (laughs) And and then we had a team called Abbey Centre, and then it was on to Barnstable from there. Right, yeah, yeah. uh, Yeah, just just up through the third team, second team, and then first team before I went to Plymouth. Okay, now at Barnstable, um, you know, any sort of memorable games, any occasions during your time at Barnstable that spring to mind that you always remember? Well, really, to be honest... uh, my first game, uh, I travelled away, yeah. and I think I was only 15 at the time, because you were allowed to play when you were younger, mm. and um, I think I came on as a sub and got paid um, my £10 in the brown envelope, All right. and uh, came home and one of the lads bought me a, a pint, <laughs> so my memory really of my, my debut for Barnsley was more that I felt a bit drunk <laughs> from the pie that I was bought when I was underage so yeah, yeah. Not, not a good advert so you weren't a hardened drinker at 15 I'm glad to hear that anyway absolutely not <laughs> no, that's, that's nothing's an, changed no, that's an interesting um, interesting sort of introduction to football though isn't it really you play your first is, game yeah, as a sub yeah have a pint <laughs> yeah oh, that's yeah. great but, yeah I mean it was you know it's just the experience of um, playing against the likes of i um, Paul Thorpe, for example, yeah. when I played for Barnstable against Yeovil, I think it might have been friendly, and I couldn't believe the size of it. <laughs> uh, and I, I got to meet Paul, you know, many a time. You know, I know Paul well. Yeah, yeah. Since, but for I, I just remember him leaving me with a, one of the worst dead legs I've ever had. Uh, not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul does the uh, he does the sort of expert summarising when we do match commentaries on Three Valley. So uh, he's one of the okay. team, really, as it were. You know. Um, which yeah, is good, but but he is a bit of a lump, isn't he? He, he was when I was fifteen. Yeah. Well, he's even bigger now. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but he's a lovely guy yeah. as well, though. That's that's yeah, for sure. He's a sort of gentle giant, really, isn't he, is Thorpey? So uh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, time for some music now, and this is Owen's uh, first choice, which is Club Tropicana from Wham.
that was Wham and Club Tropicana with, of course, the late George Michael leading the singing. So what league were Barnstable in when you were playing for them? Uh, they were in the Western League. Yeah, yeah. And and doing very well yeah, at the time? Um, to be honest, I think they were just mid-table. Just uh, they, they weren't challenging for anything. Yeah. Just a mid-table team. And you were playing up front, presumably, were you? Yes, uh, I was a striker um, playing with a few local um, basketball senior strikers that had been around the block, so they would look after me. Yeah, great. And did you just oh, can you remember your first goal for basketball? Um, I, to be honest, I don't think I scored um, for basketball at that time. Right, I think it was only when I came came back um, as player manager. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So because uh, I was 15 when I played the year after the first thing, there was a handful of sort of substitute appearances. Yeah. yeah. After that, I just went on to Plymouth. So um, you arrived at Plymouth in 1988. Um, tell me about that. Who, who was the manager? Who signed you? And um, what did it feel like suddenly becoming a, a professional footballer? Well, it was amazing. Your dreams come true, don't they? And. Um, yeah, you work exceptionally hard to, to get there, but I had um, a year travelling up from Barnstable to Plymouth once a week um, to the Centre of Excellence. Yeah. And then some trials followed before they selected the, the YTS scheme. So you were offered then two years, but but uh, Plymouth had then got promotion to the championship. Right. So, you know, it was a good time to join. And um, Dave Smith was the manager at the time, and... Yeah. Uh, I mean, they had, a, they had a team of a lot of uh, free transfers. Yeah. And an exceptional team. Absolutely exceptional. Really good, experienced pros. And who did you make your debut against? I made my de- debut against um, Portsmouth. Yeah. As a sub. Yeah. And my memories were that great local derby, great support... I came on, um, showed for a, a throw-in on the halfway line, gave the ball away to to Portsmouth. They broke down the right and scored the only goal of the game. <laughs> so, <laughs> Great debut. Those are my memories. <laughs> oh, that's not the sort of thing you want to remember, is it? No. So, so when did but, you? S- but the occasion itself was a, was amazing. You know, yeah, I remember yeah. I had a couple of shots and and um, yeah, it was it was quite an intimidating. Where was that? At Plymouth or at um, Portsmouth? Pardon? Where was that? At Plymouth or at Portsmouth? That was at Plymouth. At Plymouth, yeah. Because I think uh, Fratton Park's quite an intimidating place to go, I would imagine, as well. Yeah, only played there as a a YTF, actually. We we beat them in the Youth Cup, so it was a place that I actually enjoyed. Yeah, well, if you won there, you're bound to, aren't you? That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, um, w- when did the first goal came for Plymouth then? Um, it was, I think, probably two years later, to mm. be honest. Um, and I was playing against Leicester City at home. Right. And I scored, scored a header. Yeah, yeah. And what did that feel like? Can you remember? Oh, it's just amazing. Yeah. You know, when you, when you, you, as a strike, you, you know, you judge mainly on your goals. And when you get that first goal, 
It's great. It's a great relief. And, you know, there was a good crowd, sunny day against a good team, Leicester City. And, yeah, you know, you, you sort of like feel like you're on your way then. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure. Um, but as you say, you only got the one goal for Plymouth, according to Wikipedia. Did you get in the, in the cup or anything? Um, no, I don't think I did, actually, mm, from what I remember. They only give us uh, league stats uh, on, on Wikipedia. But um, but anyway, you moved on to Hereford United and uh, much more prolific there. 14 goals from 73 appearances, according to them. you remember much about that? Yeah, I mean, I had a really good first season at Hereford. Um Unfortunately, the two years we were just fighting relegation all the time, so it, it's always difficult. You know, the budget was was mm. small, and um, again, free transfers. And you know, there's players coming in and out. It's difficult to build a team, and you know, Hereford's one of those places, a little bit like Plymouth, actually, where you're a little bit out on a limb. Yeah. So, so it's difficult to attract good players with no budget, and you know, therefore. You, know, you you tend to have these relegation battles and you know, less chances are created, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, mm. you know, it, it was a good, great first year, but second year, not so enjoyable. Next up, Owen's second musical choice, and this one is called Dave by Professor Eck. Who was the manager at the time? Was it Graham Turner? No, it was Greg Downs. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And, um... 14 goals, though, that was a reasonable return, wasn't it, for your first season there? Yeah, I think, you know, as I say, the first season went well. I, I was getting several chances created for me. Yeah. And the second year, we had we played with more of a target man, and it seemed that I was the one that was maybe doing all of the, the, um, the doggy work, if you like. Mm. And my other um, strike partner was... was getting most of the, the glory from it which is you know as part of part of the way you play as a team you just gotta yeah. suck it up and um, accept it so you know I wasn't so much the goal scorer on the um, on the second season and you know, I was being more of a creative uh, striker if you if you like and, and who was your who was your um, your strike partner and the second year was Chris Pike from Cardiff City yeah um Good player, but just just not mobile. So it just meant that I had to do all of his running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Well, then he gets all the glory. That's great, isn't it? <laughs> well, that's football, I suppose, isn't it? That's at the end. It of is. Day. Yeah, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Really. So, um, you know, can you remember much about leaving? Why did you leave Hereford? Did they not offer you terms, or did you just move on, or how did it go? Um, I felt there was just time to move to move on. I had offers from from Cardiff City. Um, Rochdale, who I ended up going to for a couple of months, but um, yeah, I just felt it was it was time that I'd, I'd left and um, tried something different, as it wasn't wasn't working as I as I wanted it to. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, unfortunately for me, the, the director of football at Hereford at the time, he wasn't prepared to let me go right at the end of the season uh, when there were offers available to me. Right, and uh, so I ended up missing out on Cardiff and um, a few other clubs at the time. Actually, I Everton interested in me in the first season, Sheffield United. So you know, I had opportunities that I could have taken up, but unfortunately, sometimes you know things 
things come in front of you, obstacles come in front of you, and you just can't get over them. So what what happened to Rochdale? Because they have did they mention that on on Wikipedia? How long you say you weren't there for long? What, how did that come about? I was there for two months in the pre-season, uh-huh. um, pre-season, and then going into the season. Unfortunately, it just didn't have funds to um, yeah to, to take another player on. Um, they'd had a squad they didn't start off very well and unfortunately you know when things are negative they tend not to want to pay out any more money very often the case isn't it especially you know smaller clubs sort of thing and Rochdale aren't the biggest are they but but I suppose in the bigger scheme of things from your perspective it was quite you know it was a league club at the end of the day a long long established league club as well yeah absolutely I mean I'd have loved to have had a a chance there but you know things Hmm. just sometimes they just don't work out and you know, you just you just <coughs> got to keep going. So then you ended up um, at uh, Dorchester Town. Very, very poor um, uh, goal-scoring record there, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, only yeah, 102 bad, goals eh? on 115 appearances. What were you doing, Owen? I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I was quite lucky. I mean, you know... I, I have to give credit to my uh, strike partners. You know, they they created a lot for me. Strike partners, midfield players. You know, yeah. we had a great team around around me. Um, often at times, I just have to, to tap the ball in. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a it was a great situation. But I'd come from like a professional um, level yeah. into Dorchester. In fact, I don't think I'd scored for probably the first six eight games. Yeah. And then, but once I started, that was it. Yeah. I, was, uh, I was on my way. But yeah, I had a great strike partner in in Tommy Killick. Yeah, fast as lightning, caused all sorts of problems, and yeah, often laid them on a plate for me. So yeah, I was fortunate there. More music now. This one's called Titanium, and it's by David Guetta. <laughs> Raise your voice, sticks and 
Titanium there by David Guetta. So what league were Dorchester in at that particular time? It was the Dr Martins Premier League. What would that equivalent be now? Conference uh, or is it lower than conference? It's one below the conference. Right, so sort of conference south then I suppose, yeah. Yeah. And funnily enough, they haven't, stood, they haven't seen moved much from there, have they, at the moment? They're still one below the conference, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a shame. I mean, I, you know, I had some great years at Dorchester, really, really good years, um, and good people, you know, around the club from top to bottom. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I, was, I was lucky to be at such a good club at the time. Was that um, was that their present ground, or did they... Because that ground's relatively new, isn't it, the one they've got at the moment? Yeah, it was at the present present ground the avenue yeah. stadium yeah that's right next to tesco's yeah, yeah. so um obviously 102 goals in 115 games must have attracted Joval town a little bit didn't it well yes um you know i i had three years there at the time and again i felt like it was time to to maybe have a new challenge mm. and uh i knew the clubs were interested i had phone calls from Cheltenham Gloucester and um, a few other clubs I think Merthyr Tidville yeah uh, several, several clubs um, <coughs> and then and then I was coming back from holiday actually and I had a message on my answer phone right traveling back from Bristol Airport and um, it was Graham Roberts had left the message yeah to say can I could I call yeah yeah and very excited I expect so because I mean he was he was quite a big name or well he still is a big name I suppose but he yeah. at that time he probably hadn't been long since finished his playing career had he? No, that's right. I mean, you know, I mean, I knew about him. Um, I knew what Yeovil had uh, had achieved the the previous season, and yeah, I, I mean, I was looking forward to the conversation. Mm-hmm. And when it happened, were you even more impressed? Well, to be honest, I had to get over the hurdle because I'd I'd agreed to sign for Cheltenham. Oh right, yeah. And so I had to drop the bombshell to Steve Cottrell. All right, oh, Steve uh, Cottrell, that must have been good. Which was a really interesting <laughs> conversation. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> so, bet. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't hold back, um, does he? No, he didn't hold back. <laughs> but you know, I've seen him since, and you know, you, you laugh about it afterwards, do you? Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was a difficult one. It, it all made sense for me to be closer um, to Yeovil. Um, hey, it was better for my family, better for me, and the ground was better. The crowds were better. You know, I couldn't. Mm. Uh, it was a no-brainer for me. As soon as I'd spoken to um, to Graham and Terry Cotton, it was it was a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. So you got to Yeovil. What did what were your first impressions of Yeovil when you got there? I just I was gobsmacked how professional it was actually yeah it, it just it, it seemed more of a professional club than probably any that I'd been to because it was so modern yeah I mean Plymouth was a great club and obviously a bigger club yeah. at the time but going to Yeovil just seemed so you know everything was new the stadium looked great it was a nice pitch it just yeah every, everything stood out to me really and then when I spoke to Graham regarding how we wanted to play and and so on, it was easy. Yeah. Was easy decision and I knew I'd made the right decision, especially when you said, I don't want you to come over the halfway line defending. I want you to score goals. I'm like, oh, where do you want me to sign? Yeah. 
Yeah, I suppose that's uh, the, 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 the ideal remark to a striker, isn't it? Don't come, don't come beyond the halfway line or backwards. I mean, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So uh, perfect for me. But. Yeah. And 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 what was he like to play for, Graham Roberts? I really enjoyed it because we tried to play football and uh, with Warren up front with me, Warren Patmore. Mm. I mean, Warren probably is best all-round striker that I've played with. Yeah. In my career, so I think I think we just had a really good understanding, and you know he was very mobile, quite quick for a, for a big guy, and you know exceptional touch and, and a goal scorer himself. Yeah, quite. More music now, and this time we've got Black Box and Right On Time. Oh, gonna get up, gonna get up, gonna get up. Oh, and time won't take my love away.
yes, I went loving that one. Black box and right on time. Now let, let's talk about that. That. Well, I didn't win. I, I wasn't in that. Um, the winning team. Oh, weren't you? To get no, get to get the promotion. I joined the year after. Ah, right, right. So, but you still played exactly. with with um, the majority of them, I presume. Like uh, as you say, Warren and uh, Jerry Gill, um, Tony Pounder. Jerry. No. No. Rod Cousins. Um, obviously, he was still there. Um, just trying to think. Who you mentioned earlier? Howard Forrington. Yeah. But the no, I didn't play with Howard. No. no. So I was the the year after. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, you must have fond memories of playing for Yeovil, nonetheless. I had, I had two great years. Really, really enjoyed my time at Yeovil. Good people. You know, the fans were were always there in numbers. Good atmosphere. You know, I enjoyed playing under. Uh, Graham Roberts and you know we had some really really good players there mm. so so it was probably just unfortunately we didn't achieve what we potentially could have achieved and got another promotion yeah um, so you know I, lo- I look back on my time at Yeovil as being one of my favourite um, spells in my football career you know, just because of the professionalism and the stadium and everything else what would you say is the most memorable game for Yeovil Difficult one, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I played in the FA Cup replay um, against Cardiff City. All right, yeah, and, yeah. And I just come back from injury. Um, unfortunately, lost that game, but but the atmosphere and you know playing against Cardiff City, a league team. Yeah, that was a great night. Great night. Although although we lost, you know. It was yeah. We probably should have won, and I probably should have scored, actually. Well, I was there. I can't remember you played in it, but I was there. <laughs> I was there at the other yeah, one. Well, I, come, I come on. I hadn't played for about a month, and I'd come on half-time yeah. because Warren had pulled his hamstring, and uh, the pitch was quite soft as well. Yeah. Anyway, it, it went to extra time in the end, and I missed a... I think I missed a chance just before the full time, it may have been. But... I remember not being able to walk for about a week after. <laughs> what, Paul thought was a fair Ricardo, was he? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> but, um, of course, it's the, it's the one game that you don't want to talk to Tony Panic about, I'm sure, because he, he would never forget that one game, I should oh, think. Oh, I know. Yes. I know. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was disappointing. But, but yeah, I mean, go, going back to it, I, there, were, there were lots of games that I enjoyed playing for, for Yeovil. Yeah. I think I played one at, at Doncaster, yeah. Away. And um, was it Doncaster? No, that's a different game, actually. I don't think they were in that league. Any hat tricks um, or anything yeah, for Yeovil? Pardon? Any hat tricks for Yeovil? I think I did in the League Cup. Yeah. If I'm honest, I can't, I can't remember. I haven't got the statistics with me. But no, don't worry about it. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so what sort of 27 goals? Uh, from 63 games is still a pretty good record because it's what's that almost sort of roughly one every other game isn't it getting on for yeah um, yeah which which for a striker I should think is quite a satisfactory sort of way of looking at it yeah I mean I was pleased but you know I, I remember rupturing my calf muscle um, in a warm up actually at Hastings in the mm. FA Cup yeah and I just from then on I, I really struggled um, with 
with my calf. I just couldn't seem to get it right. And to this day, I still get problems with it now. Do you? Um, but, but yeah, that was a quite a, an influential part of the the season and so on. And, you know, unfortunately, I, I missed quite a lot of it. And that, that I think it had a, an impact on, you know, my goal scoring and and fitness, etc. Because, you know, you need to be playing games and... Yeah, essentially, you know, you you just need to be fit, don't you? And mm. and and that had a a big impact in probably why I didn't get as many goals as I certainly would have liked to have done. Yeah, but then again, playing with somebody like Wasso, who's you know, a great friend of mine, and um, you know, playing against uh, with him but alongside him, sort of thing. It, 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 I should think goals were you were both eager to score. So if if you did, and he did, sort of thing. Yeah, I, I think, you know, first season, that, that showed. Uh, second season, I think maybe Warren had a few injuries as well. Mm. But, yeah, I think if you if you had a fit um, pairing of, of the two of us, then, yeah, there would have been a lot of goals each season. And, and not only that, I think we were both quite unselfish. You know, we were, if there was an opportunity to pass to one another, we would. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the players that are behind you, you know, the likes of Ben Smith in the second season. You know, there were there was lots of creativity, so yeah. you know, chances everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Because Ben Smith was a particularly creative sort of midfielder, wasn't he? He certainly wasn't a, a dour midfielder. He was he was always looking for the the ball to set somebody up. That's for sure. Yeah, he he was good in in every aspect actually because he could finish, he could pass, he, you know, he he would yeah. make something out of nothing. And if Warren and I would recognise what he was going to do, it was, it was quite easy actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, what brought about the parting of the ways then? Um, well, if if I'm honest, I I was one hundred percent wanting to stay. Um, I. I'd shaken hands actually on a contract twice. Yeah. Um, so uh, I can only uh, obviously give my side of the story, but mm. that was it as far as I was concerned. It was agreed twice, and and the club um, pulled pulled out of it. Who who was the manager? Was that still Graham Roberts, or was it somebody else coming by? No, then? it was I think Colin Lippiet, but I believe. I believe there was a little bit of a, a change behind the scenes. I think um, Norman Haywood had come back into yeah, yeah. Into the frame with John Fry, and I think they were talking about um, going full time ah, right. shortly after. So maybe there were changes in the mm. in the mm. pipeline, and they just decided to pull pull out of the contract. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, really, really disappointing. I'd love to still have, have yeah. been there afterwards, but you know, it is what it is. It's the past. You know, you don't dwell on it. No, quite. I mean, it happens so often in football, doesn't it? These sort of situations develop, and uh, it's a, it's a cutthroat world as well, isn't it? Let's be fair. Yeah, it is. But I think if you can just have that honesty and just say, look, you know, we did, we did pull the contract. It was agreed. We did shake hands on it. Then. You know, I'm I'm just going to get on with it. And say, okay, fair enough. You know, that's the way it is. But I think it was said, you know, otherwise, which is a yeah. little bit disappointing. Yeah, quite, quite. Um, so anyway, you went back to Dorchester for a while. I did. Yes, I had, I had signed for another two years yeah. after that. So, um, yeah, I mean, they they still had a really good side and it, it added to the the team, the squad. And I thought, yeah, potentially it could be. You know, 
a good reunion, but but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't quite the 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 daughters that I was hoping for, and um, yeah, for one reason or another, it didn't work, and and I think halfway through that season. Um, or the second season, Stuart Morgan was sacked. Mm. Well, they always say you never go back, don't they? Yes, they do. Yeah. And and yeah. how many games did you play? Because it, it said you didn't play any here, but I'm sure you obviously did play some games for the second season. Blimey! I mean, I probably played in the two seasons. I probably played played another fifty, sixty games. Oh right, okay. Okay, well, they're, yeah. they're way behind on this one then, that's for sure. So, yeah, well, it was two, two years, two seasons. Yeah, yeah, well. So, yeah, I played, I played most of the games in the first season and maybe not quite as many the second season. Right, time for more music now. Now, this was supposed to be Every Step You Take by Puff Daddy, but unfortunately, I try as I might, I couldn't find one by Puff Daddy called that, but I did find the same track called... Every Step I Take by Michael Gahorn. So have a listen to this and see if you think this is any good. Step I Take by Michael Gahorn. 
So Stuart Morgan gets sacked. Um, what happens then? Did you you leave, or did you leave at the end of the season, or what was it? I left at the end of the second season. Yeah, I stayed stayed until my contract finished. And um, to be honest, I'd, I'd done seven years then of travelling. Yeah. And from Barnstable, and decided that I really didn't want to travel anymore. And um, I'd had contact from from Biddeford previously, mm-hmm. so th- they were trying to build a, a strong team in Biddeford. Yeah. So uh, I joined them eventually, which obviously was just down the road, kind of thing. I presume it's, it's not yeah, that far. Yeah, ten miles it? away. Yeah, 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 ten. Yeah, and how far was it from? Um, um, from uh, Barnstable to Dorchester, a hell of a lot more, I would imagine. Well, it was a two-hour journey. So. Is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no easy roads from, from uh, Barnstable to Dorchester, no, I wouldn't have thought, is it? No, there isn't. No, it's all windy. Yeah, yeah, oh, dreadful. Then. So so what happened at Biddeford? Um, you were there for a couple of years. Yeah, I think I was there for two and a half, three years, something like that. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, we had a good side. We had, we had three, four, five X professionals so we had a, a good team to to build from and I think in the second season we got to the um, the FA Vars semi-final alright yeah so yeah we, I mean you know we won the we won the Western League and the, the Les Phillips Cup and, and all sorts yeah we, we pretty much dominated the, the yeah. league yeah um, but just just unfortunately fell short in the FA Vars and you left there in 2003. Was that sort of more or less it as far as you was concerned for, uh, you know, your pro- your playing days or, or was it sort of injury forced or how did it come about? Well, no, I I um, I had a phone call from, um, from Bobman, actually. Mm. I, I joined Bobman. I had a few friends from the Plymouth area that said, look, we need, we need a striker. Do you fancy coming um, down? The manager's asked and off I went to Bodmin for a couple of months. Yeah. And that was near the end of the season then, so, yeah. And that was just sort of, uh, and after that, was was that it? Was that the end, as it were, or was there more? Well, I, I then decided to have a break. I finished, and, and uh, I think I had about a season out, and then I had a, a local team around here called Boca Seniors, that um, play in the North Devon League that used to win most things. Yeah. So I I joined them for for probably about a third of a season and had a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, and then I then I did eventually hang my boots up. Uh, but you came back because you couldn't stay away to be manager at Barnstable Town. <sighs> Why on earth did I do that? <laughs> Why did you say that? It's probably the worst three years of my life. Really? Oh, yeah, I, I just—it's so difficult. I, I admire any any manager that manages in the um, in part-time semi-professional football. It, it's, it really is a full-time job. Yeah. And you know, I was working as well, and it, it was just difficult. And I think when you've come, I think any player that's come from a um, a full-time background professional and played at clubs like Yeovil etc I think you realise that all the players around you and the staff around you also that everything has to be done properly yeah but when it when you drop down into the lower 
echelons players just don't understand no um, unfortunately you know you get people that don't turn up at, and you say well, where are they well yeah, yeah. on holiday <laughs> <laughs> can't well, thank, do that yeah thanks for telling me I mean there's a lot of stories that I could tell you that are just unbelievable but but yeah I think it's difficult and you know I think when you look back on it you think well you know they're not used to it and that's why they have these traits yeah. that they yeah. don't think about so you know you have to respect what, what other people are like and you know their levels of, of um, professionalism etc and that's why it, it, I found it so difficult so any chance so of- never again <laughs> so any chance of following in Fergie's footsteps were out the window at that point then yeah absolutely <laughs> and so what are you doing now then um, Owen well I've been a chiropodist for, for 20 plus years oh have you so, yeah, it, yeah so right? I, actually I qualified when I was playing for the Oval yeah yeah um, so, you know, something I felt that I needed to do. So, yeah, I do that. My Also, my youngest son plays for under-13 team, Barnstable Youth. Yeah. So I help out with them now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I'm, like everyone else, shut in my room. <laughs> Indeed. And uh, what do you make of the current situation in terms of whether football will come back or not under the circumstances we've got? I mean, if you love football, you want it to come back, don't you? Mm. But essentially, you know, I can't see it happening. I really can't. No. Because, you know, it's, it just needs one person within that environment to, to test positive and it's all over again, isn't it? Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I, 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 go on, go on. Somehow I just don't see it happening. No, I mean, I think when you look at it, um, you know, I can't see how um, how Yeovil can play again, um, even though they're talking about maybe doing the playoffs, but because we're in the playoff positions. But yeah. you know, I can't. I mean, what's the point of Yeovil playing behind closed doors? That's not going to help anybody. They need the money badly, so playing behind yeah. closed doors is just going to present more of a risk and, and no return whatsoever, unless they win, of course. Yeah. I suppose. Um, but, I mean, on the other hand, if you think of yourself as a striker and then you imagine you're up against Paul Thorpe and he's trying to get the ball off you and you're trying to get the ball off of him, you know, you're both running, you're both breathing heavy, etc. I mean, how, yeah. how can how can that work? I, I can't see it. Much as I'm I'm desperate yeah. for football to come back, just like you, but I, yeah. I, I just can't, you know, I can't really see it. I mean, you know, I've got a passion for horse racing as well and I've had a double whammy you know, and cricket. And, and like cricket nothing to do on in the summer now um, horse oh, racing no. although that might be coming back but uh, oh dear me no it's, it's it's awful isn't it absolutely awful so uh, yeah it's you know it's going to cripple a lot of people isn't it I think yeah. you know when you look at it you know the the bottom line of it all is that you know the economy has suffered so much and there are going to be people that are going to that are going to go bust and mm. you know lose their livelihoods and you know, I think those are the people that you've got to look at that you know yeah. the government need to help and I suppose you're going to get the oh yeah but they're multi-millionaires and they're being allowed to work whereas mm. you know we're not we can't work yeah no that's you know, right it, I don't know what the answer is but you know 
No, it's certainly tr it's a tricky one, and, and it's something that we've never been faced with ever. So whoever yeah. whoever whoever criticises them, I think are right out of order because you know would they have done any better? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's just no. You've just got to do what you think is right at the time, and there's nothing to compare it with. There's no guidelines. You've just got to go no. and hope for the best, haven't you? Really? Yeah, it's, yeah, it really is a nightmare, and you know, as you say, you can't plan for things like this. No, no. Well, look, Owen. Tremendous talking to you. Really interesting. I'm glad to see you're you're uh, keeping your head above water anyway, and uh, I'm sure mucking about with people's feet must be wonderful. Well, um, I didn't think I'd miss it, but I am now. <laughs> oh, fair enough then. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of long toe now. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough then, mate. Well, look, thank you ever so much for joining us, um, and uh, I'm sure we'll speak again. So uh, great, thanks for coming on. Uh, you're welcome, AD. Thanks a lot. Okay. Well, that's it for another week. That was Owen Pickard, who didn't, in actual fact, play in the ISIS League winning side of 1996. He came a year later. Tut tut, AD. Do your homework better. Anyway, thanks for joining us on Three Valleys Radio. Don't forget, next week we'll have another Yeovil Town guest, which I'm sure you'll find interesting. Thanks for listening. Good night for now. Your love is down.